What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Jones and Sully for another episode of the pod. We got a lot to talk about this week. We got Baseball Hall of Fame just not taking anybody this year. We got some MLB free agency moves. We got McGregor getting knocked out over the weekend. We got the AFC and NFC championship games to talk about and recap. Uh, preview of the Super Bowl. We got a ton to get into, so let's start it right now. Uh, Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame. They induct no one this year. Kurt Schilling doesn't make it. Bonds doesn't make it. Clemens doesn't make it. This is it for these guys. I mean, it seems if, if there was going to be a year they were going to get in, it seems like it was going to be this year. Uh, Schilling already said he's going to remove his name from the ballot next year. He doesn't want to be considered by the baseball writers. He's going to leave it up to the former players later on. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I think, and not just because of what he did with the Red Sox, but I, I think Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. He's one of like three guys. I think it's him, Sandy Koufax, and Randy Johnson that have struck out, had uh, back-to-back or three consecutive 300 strikeout seasons. Like, I think he is, too. Um, his career numbers are not impressive, actually. If you look at them, it's weird. Um, it's like a three, five career ERA, like 213 wins or something like that. Um, but when you go to the three championships, you go to the, his, uh, playoffs, he has like a two, one ERA in like a large sample size of starts. So, um, not impressive is it not impressive for a hall of famer, but, um, I definitely think he's a hall of famer. Um, there's a lot of character concerns why he's not, but why he's, he's, I don't understand I don't, that. It doesn't have anything to do with you as a baseball player. His his political beliefs post-playing have nothing to do with him as a baseball player. It's not the Hall of Good People. It's the Hall of Fame for baseball players. I, w- I will say a lot of the talk that, you know, obviously his political beliefs are not, they're not mainstream, you know, in any sense. But people pointing out Mariano Rivera is a, a known Republican and and openly supported Trump, and he was the first unanimous Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, so, to me, that signals that it's more than just Kurt Schilling's uh, Republican or even a radical Republican. It's not so much about his political views. I'm not saying that that's completely out of the realm of being considered, but. Listen, baseballs. Uh, I would I would suggest baseball is at least half Republican, um, if not more. Of, there's a lot of red. I yeah. I would. I'm saying a minimum. But you know, so I don't. I'm not necessarily subscribing to the fact that it's just him as a Republican. Um, and obviously, that would be incredibly fucked up if that was the that was the the motive behind it. But. I think there's obviously more to Schilling than that. That being said, from a number standpoint, I think you can, can, I don't know if this is the best comparison, but it's a lot like Eli Manning where you don't know if he necessarily gets in on his straight up stat sheet, but when you include his, his play in the biggest moment and in the playoffs and his accolades, especially from a team sense, you have to, it means something, you know, if, if we're going to talk about Philip Rivers not getting into the Hall of Fame because of the lack of that type of stuff, then you have to talk about 
those guys getting in because of that stuff. You know, it can't, it can't, it's got to work both ways. It can't just can't use that as an advantage for someone and a disadvantage for another person. Um, I know we're crossing over MLB NFL here, but no, but it's the same thing. Know. It's it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, you say the lack of that for Eli or for Rivers, and then you look at Schilling, who won three World Series with three different teams and had impactful pitching performances in all three of those scenarios. Like it, that alone, yeah, that alone warrants. I think it's, I, th- I think I think on his numbers and his and his on the field career, I think he gets in. Um, and he made it. I don't know if you saw the the Facebook post he wrote, but he he made a a Facebook post that was, you know, saying basically I I don't have any teammates that hated me. I've you know I've always been a great locker room guy. Right. Um. And so I think that's a that's a big indicator on his character. Um. You know, say, what are you saying? Every guy he played with is also bad too, or they're a bad judge of character. Um. And, you know, he's right. He never he's being grouped in with Bonds and Clemens and all these guys that actually cheated right? or at least what's considered cheating now. And Schilling, you know, regardless of how you feel about him as a person, he didn't cheat. At least he didn't get caught cheating. And that's all that we can say. I mean, until he's caught, he didn't cheat, you know? Yeah. Um, No, and he pitched in the he pitched in the Bronx with a torn tendon and or a ruptured tendon and a bloody sock in the ALCS. Do you know how annoying it is to pitch with ketchup in your sock? It's incredibly (laughs) bothersome. Oh, Dave, you don't think that was ketchup? Come on. No, I don't. No, he doesn't think it's ketchup. That ankle, that ankle was rocked. I still can't get over that. All these years, twenty, fifteen, sixteen years later, I can't get over that. I, I was listening to Michael Kane. He was also just talking about it before. It's like, you know, who are we to judge? I mean, there's a lot of suspect things he's done recently said he vocalizes it on a, he puts himself out there and he vocalizes it. And that's why there's the criticism, which is fair, but who are we to judge his character when he's never been arrested? He's never done all these things. His team, teammates always liked him. Um, I mean, who are we? Are we perfect? Are all these writers perfect? Like, Let's look at all these writers. Have any of them been arrested? No, we don't do that. You know, we're not. That's crazy. We're not trying to, you know, you know, get the perfect person in there. You know, I feel like it's hard enough judging with, you know, the cheating steroids. Did he? Did he not? We're assuming Bonds did. Obviously did. But it's still an assumption. He never failed the test. Um, that's hard enough to decipher with the numbers and the cheating with steroids. Now we're throwing character in. It just makes it more. It's another layer of complexity, which just it doesn't need. I don't think. Like, like we know Ty Cobb was in the KKK. Like, literally, what about those players that played in the 30s and the 20s that are in the Hall of Fame that were definitely racist people that didn't want to play with black players that did not welcome black players into league? Like, what about them? They're pieces of shit, but we yeah, don't care about. And that it was a long time ago, but it also went. This also went until the 50s and 60s. So, like. You know the di- the difference is that the people ver- the writers voting in Ty Cobb were also racist. You know, like there were writers alive in 1900 who were literally alive for slavery. Yeah, but also, yeah. but 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 also, still there. You know, the, this whole obviously, um, you know, the Negro leagues and all that stuff. The, I mean, this is going into the 50s and 60s even. So. I know that Ty Cobb is a is a further back example, but um, you know, 
at that point in the 50s and 60s and, and so on and so forth, these people are even closer. And yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of racist um, people, hopefully less so as time went on. But, um, you know, it's just like we're going to turn on now that we're the moral um, moral morality police and that we're socially woke and we're this and we're that. We're, you know, he deserves to be in. Like, he doesn't have a criminal record. Like, like he's just really radical in his views says some troubling stuff at times, makes you feel uncomfortable, don't need to love him, don't want to, got to want to hang out with him, but Kurt Schilling should be a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. Um, and that's that's just what I think. Now, how was we the, feel about the whole Bonds and Clemens thing then? We're, was, we're obviously separate. I, I think they both should be in because they were both so dominant, and if they didn't use steroids, they still would be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Bonds for sure, because he was a... 30 30 or 40 40 guy and he was such an electric runner fielder contact hitter um i'm pretty sure clemens would still be a hall of famer also even when he won what cy young's in three different decades i'm sure he wasn't juicing his entire career um i think for me with steroids at least you need to separate them there's there's levels to this as max kellerman would say there's levels to this so if you're someone that just hit 500 home runs, a Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmaro, and you're a power hitter, and that's all you've ever been, yeah, steroids really helped you. But if you're someone that was dominant before steroid use and the best person to ever play the game, let alone use steroids, I think for 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 Bonds, that puts him in. For Clemens, Clemens was one of the most dominant pitchers I think I've ever seen. Um, I hated Clemens. I fucking hated Clemens. I was a Met fan. The Piazza thing. Hated Clemens. Um there's, for me, there's no doubt they both should be in. Make them wait. I agree with the waiting. Shouldn't be a first, second. Got to make them sweat a little. How many um, more years I do think they, they have? Both should be in. One next year, next year. right? For all three of them, but they're not I, even I close. Do they're not they even close. They're fifteen percent off, roughly each. Yeah, I, I, yeah. They do get in. I think there's a a whole group of writers that is punishing them until their last year. But I would hope that, so. Under that, that is that you know the scenario you just described with the level, Sully. Then someone like A Rod gets in. I'm not saying he doesn't have to wait, but he gets in. A Rod was uh, he was on the Hall of Fame trajectory before. Yeah, A Rod's a Hall of Famer to me, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. A Rod is in another category. He's in another like Mar- like Sammy Sosa. Mark McGuire was tremendous. Don't get me wrong, but Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, like. You gotta remember, A. Rod was a third baseman, a shortstop, a great fielder. There were so many other a contact hitter, a bait. There were so many other facets to his game rather than Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. All they did was hit home runs. Terrible defensively. Big guys. Their power. Probably still good, but tremendous through the roof because of steroids. So that's yeah. what kind of separate. Like they're five tool players. These guys, A. Rod, Barry Vons, or they were before steroids. Four or five, whatever you want to call. Them. If you if you just A Rod put up his career numbers without steroids, he's unarguably a top five baseball player of all time. If he didn't use steroids, I'm saying he put up the exact same numbers, completely clean. Oh he's yes, arguably top five. Yes. Oh yeah. I think, it, and if he puts up 75, 80 percent of those numbers he did without steroids, I think he's unarguably top ten, maybe top fifteen. And because what he still have five hundred, you know. 70 home runs um, and he also would have been a little bit of a different player as well you got to remember and not in a bad way like barry like he was so much more leaner more fleet of foot faster more triples more steals more doubles 
Like they, you look at their numbers at the beginning of their career, they were doubles machines, triple stealing bases. So they were great in a different way. And they always had that power, but it was just taken to another level once they took the steroids, obviously. Yeah, I mean, of course they got 30, stronger, but 35 home runs becomes 50. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. So, I mean, when you have so many different facets to your game, that makes you great. Um, that's, that's for me, a big, big part of it. And Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I mean, what did they do other than hit homers? So that's the category I put with Ortiz in. David Ortiz. David Ortiz nothing. is not a Hall of Famer to me. He, I don't think you can make the argument at all. He was, he was, but he tested positive on the same test A Rod did in 2003. Like that test MLB did to see who's doing, how many people are doing steroids. Like the the immunity test, and A Rod and Ortiz were the only two names to come out publicly out of 103 tested positive. Um, but he t- he tested positive the same time A Rod did. And what is it? What does Ortiz have? Like 530 or 540? Yeah. So I see Dave, like Tom making faces there. David Ortiz's career war is 55. That's not Hall of Fame numbers without 541. Yeah. You get 500. You're in the Hall of Fame. But average is pretty good as well. But what, what else did Big Poppy do? He like, had the and also highest Poppy, OPS and batting average in World Series history. But also, how bad was he for the first eight years of his career without steroids? He, he was he awful. Yeah. That's my he point. He was awful. He, he was, he was terrible. He was, he was not, not even a starting player. player. He was, he and was not a major league player before he, before like 2002. His first, his first three, four, five, six. It took him about six or seven years to have a really good year. Um, and then Quinn, you know, I, I'm pretty, you know, you put that in my, in, in my ballpark at that point that you took steroids. You were bad for seven years and your last 14, you were great. And you're going to say, oh, maybe he used steroids the last three or four. No, I'm pretty sure he used steroids, maybe not just at that point, but, and also like another thing, was he ever a base stealer? Was he also, he did hit for average. We'll give him that. It wasn't a he base stealer. He, he weighed, he weighed 300 pounds. He never well, also he didn't play the field. That's another argument itself. Yeah. There's people that don't yeah. think he's a hall of famer, even without this, because of, you know, you look at his war. I know some people don't like it. 55. And that seems awfully low because of he just absolutely did not play the field. Or when he did, he was terrible. So the average war, I think the minimum for a Hall of Famer, it's like 65 or 75, something like that. Um, and without without um, if you take if you take away all all the other. Um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. If you, If you take away. Everything else from the other players, it's still way more than David Ortiz without steroids. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if David Ortiz would hit 300 home runs without steroids. And then the fact he doesn't play the field, to me, he was a good hitter for average and power. Um, I don't know. Tom, how, how could you make an argument that he is a Hall of Famer with steroid use? I mean, every moment that he's responsible for, he's single-handedly responsible for uh, the biggest comeback in playoff history in baseball. He won. He won three of those games with his bat. He had the highest uh, OPS. Oh, what is, it? is it OPS? Yeah, highest OPS and batting average in World Series history. He literally he has to be up there for game-winning hits. He's, Tom, he's not a top fifty. He's not a top fifty player all time. No, but he's, there's more than fifty not, players in the Hall of Fame. I know, but I'm saying, like, how are you gonna? Um, the, the diff- because the because Tom, his his 
like look like there's a reason his his war hall of fame standards with while using steroids does not meet hall of fame criteria because he did not play the field he was he was so so bad at it so there's a conversation itself is he a hall of famer because he never played the field and if he did when he did he was absolutely the worst you've ever seen at it so what knows that no designated hitter is going to get into the hall of fame well not one that used steroids because you're because now the one thing that you do well was because of steroids and the other thing you can't do at all half the game you can't play the other half you cheated for so plus uh, he's all, he also tested positive right at point where his career took off you know if that's, steroids were illegal in 2000 instead of you know whatever they whatever they were made illegal then he tests positive in 2003 his whole career's done guys like Barry Bonds uh, A-Rod, um, Clemens, they were clearly on Hall of Fame trajectory before anyone would logically think they started doing steroids. And that's the difference between A-Rod. A-Rod was a top 10 player. Bonds was a top 10 player in baseball before they really, before people are projecting they started doing steroids. You know, you can pretty much say that most of, it, most of if not all, of A-Rod's manager's career looked to be clean. And he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And same with Bonds with the Pirates. And These players were also great that. defensively. They yeah, were they, yeah, tremendous they defensively. Had, yeah. Right, and I agree with... At, played multiple positions. I agree just, with it, that, but my point is he obviously did not test positive from the time they started testing on, and those were some of his biggest moments. The 2013 World Series obviously wasn't on steroids for that. What do you mean? Obviously, he wasn't on steroids. How how would caught? he go and not get caught for fourteen years after the fact of testing? Well, Bonds didn't either. And you really Bonds was never. Bonds yeah, Bonds was never caught. Tons of people. But when did Bonds retire? When did Bonds retire? What two thousand two thousand eleven? So no, it have to be nine the, years ago in the in the early stages of this testing, whereas Ortiz played for eight nine years after. When this testing was at a very high level, well, there's there's there when they were catching players, that, there were tons of people that did it that didn't get caught though, that that we have yeah. suspected that did it that didn't get caught, and there are tons of, and I mean, now you're you're basically saying that he didn't use it because he didn't get caught, but he got really good, and we don't know when he got caught, but logically, me and Dave are gonna say. Yeah, he probably got really good be- in part because of steroids, at least in part. And the thing for me is there's a huge conversation, uh, and I like David Ortiz a lot, I really do, but there's a conversation, is he a Hall of Famer with steroids? And he has the World Series, he has all this because of the DH thing. And it's a big thing, and it's why his numbers statistically aren't that impressive, other than, you know, uh, uh, in regards to winning, his numbers are not that impressive in regards of having the effect in wins. Yeah, I mean, we're... With if you're saying he did everything clean, and there's still a conversation if he's a Hall of Famer or not, then how can you say he's a Hall of Famer? Whereas A. Rod Bonds, Clemens, if you're saying they did everything clean, they are first ballot possible unanimous selections. All three of them, you know. Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that point. I just we're saying I, they were they were on Hall of Fame trajectory. No, I, I yeah, I understand that. I understand Ortiz yeah, wasn't Alex Rodriguez before he tested war, positive. For example, is 
117 and a half. His war is more than two, almost two and a half times out of David Ortiz because he was better in a lot of different assets. They're both tremendous power hitters. And because of course the defense. So, um, so Tom, you think that a DH should be able to make the hall of fame. Yes. If, if they don't play defense for me, so I do you think Manny, Manny deserves to be in Manny tested positive Manny Ramirez, Twice, but he's got, yeah. Well, Manny wasn't a DH. He played. Yeah, no, I no, think I think Manny's lackluster defense Manny's takes away. Like so then, why doesn't it take away from David Ortiz? Then? Because Ortiz, Ortiz was a, a designated hitter that played the field in the World Series in an NL stadium on twelve but occasions. He was way worse defensively than Manny, though. Yeah, but he never played. He wasn't a defensive player. Manny was a left fielder. Manny played the field. Manny could have been a DH, but he was not. He was an outfielder, and he was not good at it. But he got he got yeah, pretty decent at it at was, one point. He was forced to play it. He could know, play the wall at Fenway. If he put when he played play on, when he played on the road, he was awful. When he played at home, he was okay at so best. So we're gonna punish Manny for learning how to play defense and stuff, and getting decent at or getting okay at it enough where he could play it. But we're not gonna punish Ortiz for for just not being able to play it at all. Hardly, um, you know. I just. And once again, Manny's numbers are are better. An indicator, average, home runs, WAR, they're 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 all better across the board. And I don't think Manny's Hall of Famer too because he got he tested positive for it twice. That's another thing, right? Yeah, um, later did, too. They were both late in the career, but he did test positive. Toward. Yeah, um, I, I them a lot, and I always were like, they're sure they're you know for sure Hall of Famers. Um, I always thought, and I I think they both are Hall. Of, Manny obviously is. And I think for me, David Ortiz would be a Hall of Famer if it were not. I would say you'd have to be such an elite. You'd have to be such an elite at what you do hitting wise that that. And so for David Ortiz, I would give him the nod. Uh, J.D. Martinez, like J.D. Martinez, like does DHs like him, would he would he get in? No. Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Nelson Cruz type player. So maybe not for sure, but someone like him would have to be an even better Um but yeah, to to me, I, I can't give him the benefit of the doubt, being that he was bad for so long, t- tested positive for steroids. No, it wasn't at the same time. But how can how can we say he was clean for all those years? I, I just I can't say he was he was clean for all those years when he suddenly got good out of nowhere. It also, I mean, this all is going to be solved next year because if Bond and Clemens don't get in, you can't no one's ever getting in. Right? Yeah, it all depends on them. Yeah. It all depends on and, them. And even then, like if you're going to let the, those two in at the, in their last year, that's, there's very few, you have to assume that that means that unless they come out with an explanation on all these writers, why, why we waited, but you have to assume that means to get in, to overcome steroids, you have to have come really close to those type of numbers. You have to be a true all time great to overcome steroid use and make it into the hall of fame it's going to be up to the writers to really draw that line if they get in because it is a slippery slope you're creating if you let them in and up to this point it seems it's kind of been you're either you're out if you use steroids you know it's a very hard line so far um but we've heard about this rumor that the making these guys wait till the end of the their last year to get in as a punishment 
So are you okay I'm, with I'm that? Uh, I'm getting more okay with it. Um, but you're definitely I, okay I, with they should have been first ballot. Oh no, 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 no. I, there's gotta be some form of punishment. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. So whether it's waiting five years, nine, you know, yeah, you know, there's we're on the same page there. Punishment. Um, you know, and the, there's just no, it's just such a slippery slope. Um, it, it's tough to erase an entire era of baseball. I mean, cause who really got in from that, that time? That's a real star. Is it really just Larry Walker and Derek Jeter? Like, are those two guys really the representatives for Mike Piazza? 15 years of baseball, you know, Mike Piazza. Um, yeah. Mike Piazza. Okay. He had it. He did have, there were rumors that he may have used. Um, you, I mean, there are always room there. Not that there are always rumors. There have been rumblings about it. Uh, I don't think Conseco ever called him out though. And I don't, I, you know, I'm probably biased. I don't think he did, but, um, you also you know, gotta look at like, what, like, are you really going to call a guy? Like if there's no in, huge increase in home run totals or yeah, he was also better on the Dodgers than the Mets. That's true. Earlier on in hmm. his career. Yeah, so, so what, you know, if the guy's getting into the hall of fame, cause he bats three ten and you know, average 40 stolen, ba- stolen bases a year, you can't say that he got in on steroids, you know? Yeah. But for Piazza, if Piazza did use steroids, it probably would take him out because he was based off of power. He had a good average, but I mean, you know, he was the best power hitting catcher of all time. Um, you know, so he, he probably, even as a Met fan, I'd say, you, you know, you can't get in. Um, you know, I don't even know. I, I don't think they were ever that. I mean, they obviously weren't proven with Piazza. What have you guys heard with them? I don't, I just heard like rumblings here, but nothing. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I, was he named in the Mitchell report? I don't think he was. No, he was. He like he no. That's the thing. He wasn't named in the Mitchell report, and Conseco never called him out. Uh, never, you know. Um, but if he did, was a clown. But he's been fucking. He's been right, right on. Every, I mean, everything to do with steroids in in baseball. What? Because what yeah. does he have to lose? He's not a Hall of Famer either way. He, you know, you could. Yeah, say, if he oh, called you out, you did steroids, like books and whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is what it, you know. I kind of. I kind of hate that whole mantra of like, you know, people just doing stuff to like sell books or sell, you know, whatever, like get famous after their playing career. Like you can, you can do that and be telling the truth. Like some people have stories to tell. Some people have unique perspectives. Canseco's clearly one of them. And to just dismiss it because he's kind of like fallen by the wayside in retirement as some like you know gut puncher way to stay relevant is i don't think it does justice to anyone involved because he's been proven right a lot and he got ostracized big time when he first started talking and now he's laughing i mean you know it's not necessarily a fun subject matter but he's right you know we we can't it's like the tmz effect like everyone likes to call tmz trash and and shit on them for their reporting and whatever but guess who never misses tmz guess who misses all the time cnbc espn cnn you know all the major networks miss all the time mm-hmm. yeah tmz doesn't miss you know uh, go back to the the kobe reporting you, you know obviously it was you know you can have your opinions on them releasing the info before the family knew obviously that's not ideal and it's a pretty scummy move but 
so many people fucked up that reporting that day. Every every two minutes, there was the kids are were on the plane. There was no kids right. on the plane. Rick Fox was on the the helicopter, and everyone was swinging and missing left and right. And we're talking about people's lives. You know, people's families are wondering if their loved one is dead or alive, and and TMZ didn't miss. They they reported Kobe was on the plane, and then they reported that Gigi was with him. Hours later, while ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN were all swinging and missing, and it was a fucked up day. But you know, it's the same same type of thing with Conseco. Like, obviously, the source is questionable, but he's proven to be right. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's kind of weird that no one got in this year. I think that's that's really strange. And uh, yeah, I think thank God they got they got Jeter and Walker to put in. Right, for, right so from last year. Something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it too. Maybe they were like, you know what? They don't deserve to share their time with another. There's not anyone falling off this year. We'll get them next year. I don't know. I don't I'm know. sure. I'm sure there was a few people who thought that way. A few right. writers who thought that way because I mean, you know, Jeter and Walker are pretty two pretty good damn representations of the game. Right. You know, so yeah, maybe that was part of it. We'll know. Next year will be the next year will be the indicator. Yeah, we'll find out a lot. Um, moving on though, someone who is definitely destined for the Hall of Fame in their respective sport, Conor McGregor. Came back this weekend and he got knocked out for the first time in his career. Um, Dustin Poirier finished him in the second round. Uh, one of the biggest shockers. Um, I did not see it ending that way. If anything, I saw uh, Poirier winning a decision if he was going to win. I did not see him uh, stopping Connor like that, but he did. It was uh, it was a good fight while it lasted. Uh, about halfway through the second round, uh, they called it. But man, oh man, the boy goes down. The the golden child gets knocked out um, in front of what was apparently their second biggest pay-per-view audience ever. Does the UFC have a Hall of Fame? Yes, they do. They just started it uh, a couple years ago. Okay. So right now, it's like a lot of older guys. It's like Chuck Liddell's in it, Randy Couture. Gracie. Yeah, yeah. Hoist Gracie. Uh, I don't know if GSP is It's so odd. Yeah. It's so odd that was the second highest one ever. I mean, I guess because of like people are staying at home and stuff. But like, I mean, you know, like out of all the great fights we've seen, like you know, McGregor obviously brings so much to the table, and Poirier, Poirier is no, you know, he's no slouch in his own right. But um, for you know, most common fans, you know, obviously McGregor's the shit, and Poirier, like most of them, haven't heard of him. They're like, who's that? I mean, it's um, also but, a product of the UFC still growing, you know. In yeah, I guess I guess coming so. off of um, being on ABC and having that crazy Holloway fight last Saturday, yeah. I mean that's that's going to bring in an audience too. They've also capitalized in the pandemic like no other league has. Yeah, you know, they, they. I mean, they bought a goddamn island to fucking fight on. You know. Yeah. That's they've done it better than any any league. During the pandemic, and I don't even think it's close. So you know, the NBA, the NBA is probably the closest. So during they the now the NBA not so much. This was the tied for the second highest um, with McGregor Diaz to McGregor Poirier to with one point six million buy rate. Khabib versus McGregor is the highest UFC pay per view ever with two point four, and it is the third highest pay per view event ever, second to only Mayweather versus Pacquiao and Mayweather versus McGregor 
which did 4.6 and 4.3. Out of UFC pay-per-views, there are only... There are very few. There's like 10 that are above um, a million buys. And Connor has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. He- I, I've always said I think the the length of UFC fights hurts them on the pay-per-view buy. Like when you buy a, a Mayweather fight, you know you're getting four, five, six, seven rounds minimum, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that's the Mayweather style of fighting, but just boxing in general, you know, no boxing matches end in, in a minute and a half, not huge title fights, at least, um, at least not since the days of Tyson, but with, with UFC, you could you pay 60 to a hundred dollars for a pay-per-view and the main events over in, in 45 seconds. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty upset if I, I don't care the guy I want wins or loses, but if I'm paying a hundred bucks or 80 bucks and I'm getting 45 seconds of entertainment, that's not an ROI I'm comfortable with in any capacity. Yeah. You know, if I'm getting 45 seconds of entertainment, I better walk in right before the last pitch of a game seven world series, walk off home run at Yankee stadium. That's my 45 seconds of entertainment. That's worth 80 bucks, you know, or something, you know, game winner in a basketball game. I'm, I'm not to me that would be that's to me that's why i think there's there's been some limited on on ufc promotion um or you know buys on these fights um also you know people are getting more and more acquainted with being able to stream it illegally you know the mayweather mcgregor that was what three years ago now four and maypack was five or six years ago now um, for better or worse, there wasn't as many people with the knowledge of how to illegally stream stuff then. And I'm sure there wasn't as many providers on, on where to do it. Yeah, which now the UFC is cracking down on streaming this year. Apparently there's some legis- legislation that has been passed. And Dana White's plan is to go after one of these big streamers every pay-per-view. And I guess he said that he had all of one of the streamers, big streamers information. They knew his house. They had been, the police had been listening to his phone calls. They had been doing all this stuff. And it was basically a matter of if this guy turned the stream on, the police were going to raid his house and he was going to be arrested and prosecuted. And apparently he took his streaming service down and then just posted a link of how to buy the fight legally. So he must have felt the pressure and known that it was him somehow. And he, kind of uh he didn't follow through what are you with gonna it do with the what are you gonna do with the 12 year old in iowa that is <laughs> streaming it on his twitch though you know yeah you no can't. exactly there's no way to ever to completely eradicate it and what do you do when you know it's some dude from pakistan doing it like you you don't have jurisdiction there right yeah no it's you know? true it's true there's just i mean no way it's always going to be a problem for these fight for fights you know whether it's wrestling uh paper ufc or or boxing um but you know good for them that they're they're going after it i guess but it's gonna be you know it's like when they tried to go after people for downloading illegal music right yeah sure you'll you'll get a few people make an example out of them but you're never gonna gonna get everybody yeah yeah no i mean 
It's definitely an interesting crusade. <laughs> um, so does this set up the McGregor Poirier three? Is that the next fight he takes, or do you think <sighs> Poirier makes him fight someone else to get back in um, contention? Poirier seems like he's down for it. He said he would be down for it. He also said he wants to fight Nate Diaz. But Poirier at this point also, Khabib's gone. Khabib's not coming back. Like, that's just not going to happen. Khabib's gone. I thought he wasn't going to be gone. And then he's gone. After he was well, not going to come I, back I, and after I, the loss. He's not going to fight Connor after he No, and he's not going to fight Dustin, who he just beat. And he's not going to fight Gaethje, who he beat. And he, well, he told Dan, he goes, these guys are not in my fucking league. And they're not. Yeah, which is true. And even now, um, Michael Chandler made his UFC debut and he knocked out Dan Hooker, who is a savage. That was a, do- a dominating win. Yeah, that was crazy. That. that was a statement. He pulled out the Ric Flair call out after. Um, pretty crazy. But Dustin Poirier is like, fuck you, I'm not fighting you. Like, you fought once in the UFC. You knocked out a guy that I beat the shit out of six months ago. Yeah, Connor, like, Connor round three would be... Would, it's would the move. Sure. It's either... Connor's next fight is either going to be Dustin Poirier for a belt or it's going to be Nate Diaz. It, that That's who it's going to be. It's going to be one Connor? of those two. Yes. Connor is either going to You think Connor fight. would beat Nate Diaz for the fourth time? Third. They haven't fought a third time. They fought two times at 170 and Connor said he would do a third time Right after the second fight, when he beat Nate and said, "I'll do it again," Are but it's sure? gonna be. I could have. Sully, I've never been more positive about anything. <laughs> they uh, after the second fight, he said, "I'll fight you a third time. We'll do the trilogy, but it's gonna be at 155. Like you're gonna cut down to 155. You're gonna come down, and we're gonna fight there." And Connor is in shape at 155. He didn't need to make 155 pounds because it wasn't a championship fight, and he weighed in at 155. He said championship weight. He put his fucking dick on the table and was like, yeah, I cut the extra pound just for the hell of it. He's in shape to make it. So the only way he's going to fight Nate is going to be at 155. Either of those are what's going to happen next because they we need a resolve to that trilogy, uh, to that series there. They're one and one, and we're mm-hmm. going to need Dustin and Connor again eventually. And honestly, I think he might go fight Nate. I think Dustin's next fight is for a belt. Um I think it might be against this guy, Charles Oliveira, who was pretty much next in line to get a title shot. Um, he's been Does beat. Does Poirier the, hold the belt right now? No. Habib still has the belt. Oh, they haven't They yeah, haven't vacated yet. Um, but it's only a matter of time at this point. I, I was just saying, is that only because Dana is still holding out hope that he can get him to fight again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's no rush right now either um, to really do so it. So why doesn't Dana just say – Listen, you've got three months to schedule a fight, or it's or yeah. It's no, that that's exactly what he's doing right now. He's gonna he's gonna offer Habib some stuff, and if he says no, he's gonna be like, okay. Well, then our plan is to do this fight. We're stripping you. You're gonna vacate the title, yeah. and you can't you two, can't have your cake and eat it yeah, too. We know you're the best. And he said, and he said he's not gonna hold up the division. He said that he said he's retired. He basically hasn't vacated Honestly. the title because he doesn't need to right now. But once they want it to happen, Habib's not going to fight it. He's going to say, okay. Honestly, I don't want to – this is going to sound awful to say the UFC's better off without him, but I almost think they are because he makes it so unfair. Yeah, no one's going to beat it's, him. It's, it's so unfair. It's like um, it's like fight, you know, it's like a fifth grader fighting, f- fighting a first grader. It's like in the Hey Arnold, the fifth graders and the fourth graders, and the fifth graders the size of Ray Lewis on steroids – and the fourth graders are literally yeah. like twelve pounds. And hey, Arnold, yeah. that's literally what it is. It's just, it's just not. And he's probably, I don't know, you know more than me. He's got to be one of, if not the best fighter of all time. I mean, it's hard to argue he isn't 
at this point. He is the best wrestler for sure. Um, he just he fighter. I don't know wrestler. Yes, I mean. Well, he. Well, I mean, well, he he never lost, right? How many? And he has one of the right, biggest. He has a big sample size. Yeah, twenty nine. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he only Ooh. he only defended the title twice. It's tough to say. John Jones is probably the best fighter of all time, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if Khabib needs money, he could just go fight Mayweather for a hundred million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Habib can do. Habib's all set with money too. But he, yeah, I love Habib. I think he's Don't dominant. Don't these guys not make that much money? Do they? Um, like, he do does. They get a cut he, of the of the pay per view fees. He does. Champions get cut of pay per views, and Conor McGregor gets cuts of pay per views. And usually, because isn't like. Isn't the prize like a, a few million? It's for the, like the biggest fights. Um, Connor, yeah, they probably their show money. Connor's show money's five hundred thousand, and he gets another five hundred thousand if he wins. Um, and then Mayweather makes like a hundred and fifty million, right? And then Connor gets a percentage of the pay per views, and all of his pay per views every single time are doing two, like one point five. He's probably getting three, four percent of that, like. He's walking away probably 14, 15 million at the end. Um, yeah. I mean, this time he took his purse, he took his show money, and he donated it to Dustin Poirier's charity. Like, that's good. So, you know, Potter it, did? Yeah, and he said he was going to. Potter gonna, ain't a bad guy. He gets, no, a, he gets a bad rap. He gets rap. a bad rap. He's, and the he's way he's guy. been handling himself lately, I mean, he handled every time so he he's loses. He's been handling himself a lot better lately. It's because he sure. has kids now, and he's like, okay, I actually need to yeah. set an example. I can't be this fucking maniac. He, he's got kids. He's matured. He's older. He handled this he's loss not. better than. I mean, he handles every loss well, aside from Habib, um, because he just hates Habib. But, like, when he lost to Nate Diaz, he was like, yeah, like, he got me and he fucking choked me out. Like, it is what it is. Like, better man won today. I'll be back. And, like, same thing with Poirier. He's like, hey, man, he fucking kicked the shit out of my leg and then he knocked me on my ass. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. It was a good fight. That's He's all like, I kept you saying. broke my fucking leg, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, literally. It, so, was, it was good to see the, the grace between them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were, and even before there was no even his last fight with Cerrone. Now he's at, before he was the up and coming guy. He's making the name for himself, and he was better than everyone at that point. When he was fighting three times a year, there was not anyone on this world. Everyone they put in front of him, he beat the shit out of. And now it's like he's fighting guys who are legends. He's fighting Cowboy Cerrone, who has the most finishes in UFC history. He's got the most head kick knockouts in UFC history. He's fighting Dustin Poirier, who has just come on this run and beat everybody was the interim champ while Habib was away and then lost to the guy that Connor lost. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, there's, there's so much respect there at this point. And it's like, no matter Poirier who he fights. So boring, though. Like, you know, you know, I like Poirier. I think he's, he's a pretty I, I phenomenal no boxer. His persona is like boring. Yeah. That's what I'm right? saying. Like, you can't. Yeah, like, like he doesn't, like, he like, he's like a rest, looks like a wrestler. He's stern. Yeah. He's tatted up, but like, he doesn't have the flair. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, like I, we're not talking fighting style. Yeah. We're talking just like yeah. persona. Like like what like what does Connor bring? What does Khabib with his stupid fucking hair? Even though I hate it. Like like you have something that makes it you. Like oh, you know. Yeah. He does yeah. this. I mean, Connor's got the walk. He's got this. Khabib's got his hair. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what what, what does he have? Uh, he's an all business. You know, white seems guy. like a normal guy. I yeah. mean, if if. Nate and Connor fight again. That is that's gonna get ugly again. We're gonna see some old Connor back for that one because those guys just 
They respect each other at this point. I mean, they both beat but they each, don't other. Like each other. They yeah, they just still don't like each other. It's so funny. Connor now he just refers to him as Nathan. He's like, we can do it again, Nathan. He's like, I'm right here. <laughs> He's like, come on, Nathan. Like calling this gangster from Stockton by his full name. <laughs> like honestly, that I, that's what I want to see. I would like to see that before I see Connor and Dustin again. I think you fight Nate in like April, May. And then Dustin wins the championship. He fights for the championship, probably wins. And then Connor fights him in September, October for. But the, the problem belt. is, what if what if Connor loses to Nate? Then how do you justify a Poirier? If Connor loses Connor to Nate, Connor's going to retire. If Connor loses two in a row, it would yeah two in a row, three out of four, he'll retire. Yeah, I he, mean, he'll I just think- he'll just be like, I don't have it anymore. Like I don't know what to tell you. He's not going to stick around to keep getting his ass kicked. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it makes it, sense. Plus, I mean, he's got plenty of other things to do. Yeah, he, exactly. He could make a great living for himself just doing proper 12 stuff. And then he can go fight Jake Paul and he can go fight yeah. freaking Pacquiao. Oh, my like, God. I, so we have Jake Paul We have Jake Paul and Ben Askren, uh, too. I, I hate that for Ben Askren. Ben Askren's going to get knocked out. And it's going to give Jake Paul some validity. Like it's, do you, th- you, th- <laughs> you think he will for sure? Yeah, I know he's I not think, a good striker. I think, right? I think a, Ben Askren's going to get knocked out early. I think it's going to be really bad for the guy. Jake Paul's the favorite, one fifty minus one fifty. Yeah, I bet That's you that. Go, I bet you that goes up. I think that. That's where why why can't like this is going to give him a lot of adult validity, but it's like Ben Askren's a wrestler, right? Yes, I don't know why he's he not. He's this. not a fighter. Like I, I understand. Like. Nate Diaz, give Nate Diaz would rip his head off. Yes, yeah. Like, oh, Nate Diaz is Con- a crazy I mean, boxer. Nate Diaz, Connor, any like, any striker, like little. I mean, even get a decent bo- anyone. He's not getting those those pay per view cuts that the bigger guys in UFC are getting. If if right, Jake Paul's coming over here flaunting a, a check for. 30, 40, 50 million. Like, yeah, I'm going to take that. You can knock me out for 50 million. I'm fine with that. Yeah, of course. But why isn't it Nate, Nate Diaz? I know hates him. Why isn't Nate Diaz fighting him? I think Nate Diaz is still in the, uh, I'm above this clown category. Yeah. Nate Diaz is paying this dude. No mind. He, he, yeah. And Nate Diaz is still, I mean, Askren's retired. Askren, yeah, Askren's retired. Last time was the was the knee to the face. No, right? he fought once after that against Damian uh, Maya, and I think he got submitted, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think Jake Paul needs Jake Paul needs to fight a legitimate boxer, a striker, just a yeah. striker, even like yeah, I, like I, yeah, I guess that's fair. But like, I, I like, want to see him fight someone who's trained as a boxer. Not you know, I'm not saying he has to fight some top tier boxer. Uh, you know, well, he, we know he'd obviously we know he'd obviously lose and it would be a no name and it wouldn't be boring. But I'm saying I'll even settle for a striker in the UFC. Give me any striker in the UFC and I'll 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 take that. That's their forte of striking. Ben Askren is a wrestler. I still so, say Amanda Nunes. <laughs> you think she'd win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I think she I don't, would. I don't, I, th- I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Turn it around on him. I think he just keeps ca- saying, like, you know, Dana's scared because he offered him uh, Amanda Nunes. Like, nah, it's like, nah you're, you're scared, scared that you people. won't fight the baddest woman on the planet. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that was a perfect response by Dana. I'm sure Amanda Nunes would be lo- love to cash a $50 million yeah. check to knock out Jake Paul. That'll, that'll buy you a lot of things in Brazil. 
Yeah. But if you if you get knocked out by Amanda Nunes, you're Jake Paul. You're that's it. You're done. Yeah. You oh, there's no to, way he would ever do it, and I don't know that any commission would sanction that. But they'd have to yeah. do it in like Russia. They'd have to like it go. The, yeah, because then he's just gonna play the whole. You know, I'm not hitting a girl type right. card thing. And she's like, No, nah, um, come on, hit me, hit me. Yeah, even though Amanda Nunes like is could perfectly would be more than willing to sign up for that. Yeah, you know? I think she. Yeah, I think she would fuck Jake Paul up. I think it would be really bad for him. <laughs> I think she would hit him with one clean shot and he would be like, oh, okay, I, I decided I don't want to do this Yeah, anymore. talk about becoming an internet meme. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Amanda Nunes yeah. destroy all of us, but, like, just we know how the internet works. If Jake Paul gets laid out by a girl, he's never going to live it down. You know, obviously, Amanda Nunes is, is incredibly talented and would destroy probably 99% of men on this planet in a fight, but... Yeah, the internet's the internet, and the internet is undefeated. Internet. And he's also the cockiest person in the world. Yeah. And I, I was exactly. on his side for a little, like I kind of liked him a little bit at one point, and then I just, I'm like, oh, I, I can't do it. I just hate, hate him so much. Yeah, the uh, it was like before and after the Nate fight, I was kind of like, all right, cool, that was that was good. Like, shut these stupid people up. That like, and now I'm just like, you are so cocky and you are so annoying and you're so just everything. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. But the one joke about Dana White being the Alaskan bull bullworm is the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's so true. Dana White, if you're listening, you look exactly like the Alaskan bullworm, but you're an amazing you're amazing at everything, so it's fine. Yeah. Be the yeah. best bullworm you can be. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Connor, I take that fight after I'm done with UFC. Yeah, wait for oh, yeah. trained as a boxer. Yeah. He's a fan, obviously a fantastic striker, but he also trained as a boxer for the Floyd fight. And that means something. Um, I think, I, I think Connor, even after, let's say he loses to Nate Diaz or loses to Poirier again. I think he's still putting Jake Paul in a casket in inside two rounds. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Easy. I mean, easy. I mean, you know, we could say we want about Mayweather keeping around, but he was getting Floyd. He, he was touching Floyd up at times where, oh, I mean, I know. Yeah, I know. We know Floyd, you know, wanted to keep it going for the round that he had, you know, the bet on, but you know, he was touching him more than some legit boxers ever touched him. So it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, when he know. catches you, he catches you. Yeah. No, I, I, I was impressed with Connors. Obviously there was some element of, of Floyd trying to keep the fight going on, but you're absolutely right. He, he tagged them a few times that there's no way Floyd planned for that. And yeah, there's no yeah, way he liked like, it. Oh, yeah. And okay. the, 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 that was like one of the first times Floyd has been tagged like that. It was like, and the like, difference, you know, the difference with Connor fighting Jake Paul is, yeah, some UFC fighters can take or any fighters can take that left hand. Jake Paul is not going to be able to take that left hand. That left hand is going to hit him like a brick to the face and he's going to go yeah. down. It is so crisp and so well placed and just the accuracy and velocity that he throws it with. Like he's going to put Jake Paul on his ass with one. It's going to be one punch. I hope it happens at some point. I just hope it's like in a couple of years. I I think it will happen. Um, I don't know. It just seems like these things, as soon as they're mentioned, they kind of happen for however long it takes, but they do eventually happen. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely be interesting. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. I hope, uh, I hope we see Connor fight again this year though, in the first half of the year. That'll set up a third fight for later in the year. 
Um, it'll definitely yeah. be interesting. The the sport is a better place with him in it, and I uh, they 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 said that to him after the fight in his post fight interview that the sport is a better place with him in it, and it's true. There's never more eyes on it than when Connor's in it. Max Holloway is another fight for Connor McGregor. Connor holds a win over Max way earlier um, in the 145 pound division. Um, I believe it was Connor's first fight in the UFC, and I think he beat Max by a decision. That's another fight I would like to see again, especially after the performance Max just put on. Um, so before we go, we uh, still have to get into one thing, and it is the NFC and AFC conference, uh, AFC championship games. Um, surprise, surprise, Tom Brady back in another Super Bowl. We all thought it might happen. Some of us thought it wasn't going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. I had the Bucks last week, and they did it. They went to Green Bay, and they beat the Packers despite Brady throwing three picks in the second half after a pretty phenomenal first half. Um, what did you guys think of that game? I, I know there's a couple points in that game that there's a lot good of questions game. about. Really good game. Um, you know, it's just what I find interesting is it's funny how narratives work. And I mean, Colin is out of control right now. Colin Coward, I love him. The stuff he's spewing lately, like about <laughs> Rodgers and Br- I mean, it's absolute like he's missing on everything. Like, like Brady's the best two quarterbacks of all time. It's like, no, it's like, no, you don't need to forgot about Joe Montana and like other people like in regards, if you take the first half and second half and saying like Rogers is basically washed, but like Rogers, there's no he won question. The MVP. <laughs> yeah. He won the fucking MVP. Like, field yeah, like, for 50 touchdowns. There, like Rogers, there's no, like you said it right. Brady played great. The first half had an awful second half. Like, there's no question Rodgers played better than Brady. Like, the numbers say it by every metric. Touchdown and pick ratio, completion percentage, yards, uh, rating. Like, Rodgers played the better game. Brady had the better team. And Brady got the win, obviously. Credit to him on his 10th Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I mean, they're they're blowing him and blowing him. And he threw three picks in the game. When you throw three picks in the game, 90, probably 8 to 9% of the time, you lose the game. Um and you know, they, some stat like that was the first time he's been he's been picked off three times and and won or something like that. Probably, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm, I mean, maybe in the I'm sure in the playoffs, but yeah, well, um, the only they're saying like Rogers choked. People saying Rogers choked. Well, yeah, he should have ran that play uh, into the two or one or to the touchdown at the end. But Matt Lafleur, I have some words for you, Matt Lafleur. You're a fucking. You're a fucking, you're a coward. Pussy. You're a clown. Pussy. And you are, I've, I have been a huge LaFleur hater the whole year. He doesn't make adjustments in the second half. He's not a good game. He's not a good game manager with challenges and all this. He's terrible. Like this is, I'm not even surprised. You look at his record. It deceives you because he has Aaron Rodgers, but LaFleur is awful. I mean, not going for it. There was so embarrassing. Like, you really, yeah. It's not like you're down six and get another field goal. You wouldn't even. You would need a touchdown anyway. And you're and you're and you're fucking with at the seven or eight yard line, and you're fucking kicking the field goal. Oh, yeah, that was. Don't come to me with a Rogers. Some pretty indefensible moves there. I, I also don't know how Desmond King wasn't cut at halftime. Just get out. Go to the yeah. go, go to your corner. Like you're in timeout, and you're also no longer a member of the Green Bay Packers. That was yeah. one of the worst touchdowns given up in NFL playoff history. The one at the oh end of the second half. One fucking job. Don't give up a touchdown. Yeah. Deep. Like, but also, 
um, defensive coordinator. What is that? What is that? Def- what is that scheme? You you literally want to all you want to do press coverage. All you want to do is is shell outside. You want to guard the the sideline and then the end zone. Literally make a fucking box. Make a box. Yeah. Literally have three people rush and put three people on each sideline. Two middle linebackers at the top and two uh, whatever numbers left. Two safeties at the top. And that doesn't happen. There, what you have everything. You have the sidelines guarded. Doesn't matter. Cover six. Like, yeah. If you if if you can prevent you, you can give up a thirty yard completion, and that's fine because yeah. you can make the tackle. The get the half's over. But exactly. I I mean it's just Desmond King I, had a he lost them that game single handedly. He gave up the Miller touchdown. Oh, hundred percent. One of the worst time jumps ever on that, the first drive. That and the coaching. And that then, plus the coaching. And then he is, mean, have you seen the video of the of the major hold they didn't call on the last play though? Oh yeah, it was it was clear as day, but yeah, it was it was ridiculous. He was yeah. choking him out, and then it's not it's yeah. just it was it was ridiculous. But I, I thought the Packers would win it and uh I don't know. Yeah now Brady's going for another Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I thought the Bills would win too. Got the goddamn Brady gets Bills. The first home Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it's only fitting, right? It's only fitting that the guy with the most I I hope that I hope he beats the Chiefs. I want the Bucks to win so bad. That way he can just say, "You know what? I went, I did it. I proved it. Um I can win without Bill. I went to a new team, one in my first year. Um I now have more uh Super Bowls than any franchise <laughs> on my own." I think he's uh, proved it. Uh I think he's proved it already. Yeah, you know, I, I think so too. Just to getting me, as there. Someone who doesn't really have any skin in the game. I and I, I've not been a, a big Brady fan. My proved you know, what that he can do it without Bill. That it wasn't Bill. It wasn't the system. You know. Well, I I just I I I get that and I agree with that. But the slandering of Bill is so ridiculous for the amount of defensive players they lost for the the whole team that they lost going to one of the worst quarterbacks in Cam Newton and then. The, the Patriots are adding Gronk, Antonio Brown, and all these defensive Fournette. players like like Fournette, like the the so many players they added and went there and, and added in the draft smartly. Like um like this team is nowhere near the team last year, and I think they won three or four more games more. So it's not like I think that point is way over. You you gotta you gotta take everything into effect. The amount that the Patriots lost, the amount the Bucks gained. It's not just Belichick Brady. It's it's silly to me. I don't like when people do that because Cam Newton was the worst quarterback I've ever seen, other than Nathan Peterman this year. He was so bad. He was so bad. He was. He was. I mean, he was so bad. Yeah, agreed. But we don't even need to recap the other game. It was a piece of shit game. The Chiefs trounced the Bills. Um, that is going to do it for this week of the Bleacher Banter Pod. In the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan at Bleacher Banter. Uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast and check out the store at bleacherfan.com and we'll be back next week.